1: Locked On, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Room. Download the app and join us this Thursday to get in on the action. This is the Daily Podcast covering the World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Ben Samperio of Chavez Beans, here with Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, the Dodgers could potentially be in first place at the end of tonight.
0: Yeah, uh, I am pleased with the way things are going.
1: I just went again yesterday behind the strength of Walker Bueller and some uh, timely hitting, and the Giants lost to the Brewers, so the Dodgers are half a game back. We're going to get into a couple things from the game, Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, a couple things there, and then talk about Mookie Betts and talk about Dave Roberts and Corey Seager and their comments on kind of how the rest of the season may play out or how it might go. But before all that, a quick reminder to subscribe or follow to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts, So when you get in your car, if you're at home, Terry Smart Device Play podcast, Locked On Dodgers. Real quick, the Dodgers picked up two right-handed relievers. Of, they claimed them off waivers from the Cubs, I believe. I hadn't heard of any of the two guys. I don't know if you looked into them at all, Jeff, but uh, yeah, it might not be a thing until they're actually on the roster.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't look into them. I, I assume the claiming happened mostly as – minor league bullpen debt. They both have options available. I can't even remember their names off the top of my head right now. Um, but they both have minor league options and I think they're kind of, uh, worst case scenario. They, cause in order to be eligible for the postseason, any player has to be in the organization by yesterday, the 31st. And so I think it was just kind of, okay, let's get these guys in the organization just in case we need
1: them at some point. Yeah, so like I said, if they come up, we'll we'll definitely look into them. But for now, we'll kind of let them be. We have enough other things to talk about about that team actually on the field. So Jack Peterson has now played as an opponent against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium for two different teams, two different series. This time he hit a home run off Walker Bueller on a pitch that was very up and out of the zone. It may be something that Bueller, I mean that Jock was expecting it. Walker Bueller said that people aren't supposed to hit that pitch that way, uh, and then Bueller had some commentary after uh, someone asked him what Jock told him. Bueller said that he didn't say anything, and uh, kind of playfully, not playfully, said, "I'm glad he didn't." Uh, so just a, a fun, I guess, little thing there, and it ended up not mattering as the Dodgers won.
0: Yeah, it was J.P. Hornstra that asked him, and it, J.P. thought that he saw Jock say something. Uh, so he asked him what it was, and Bueller said he didn't say anything, and and uh, I didn't see much playfulness in the saying. I'm glad he didn't. Uh, I think what Bueller was saying was, that in the moment, he was pretty uh, pretty upset by it, and uh, now that the Dodgers won the game anyway, you know, he's able to laugh about it, give Jock his props, and he said, "I'm sure Jock's going to text me," uh, and so you know, I, I like that about Bueller. He's competitive, but he's a team player because the fact is that home run cost Bueller the win. You know, if if that doesn't happen, his ERA is under two, he has a, another win on his ledger, you know, so it, it did affect things, but the only thing Bueller cared about was the team winning the game. And so as soon as the team won, then he's able to, you know, laugh and, and crack wise about Jock's home run. But uh, I get the feeling that if the Dodgers hadn't won the game, uh, Bueller would not have been so magnanimous about Jock hitting that pitch.
1: I'm sure it's happened before too, or a or I don't know, a former Dodger playing the Playing that Dodge Stadium him twice. Definitely not a former beloved Dodger like Jock. He was getting a lot of love there in the outfield on Monday night when he came in late in the game. I'm not sure if he got that same love last night, but uh, always fun to see Jock. I guess uh, the other thing is Cody Bellinger continues to struggle. We we know that, and that's uh, you know pretty clear. He's still hitting. He's, I think the highest he got to was like 180-something. He's back down to 170 or might be a little bit above that after his last hit. But the thing I kind of wanted to bring up is just that, you know, as much as he's struggling, it kind of goes back to last year where he was struggling. And then in the postseason, he had a couple big moments. He still has that ability, and I think last night was one of those. He hit the ball well in his first two bats, didn't quite have success uh, then he came up in a tough spot late in the game and he hits a, a little CNI single that ends up getting Pollock over to third and, and Pollock ends up scoring and tying the game. So, as much as Bellinger struggles, and I, I, I continue to see people kind of wondering why he's in the lineup sometimes and things like that, we've already discussed defensively that that's going to get him in the lineup. Dave Roberts already said against left handers, he's not going to play, assuming everyone's healthy. Uh, but it's just little things like that that, you know, Cody can still contribute and. and no matter how bad or how down he's been, he still stays in the game, and and that's something to respect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, if you look at his his first two at bats, they were actually uh, had higher expected batting averages than his his actual hit. Uh, his his ground out to first base had an expected batting average of five sixty his ground out to second base had an expected batting average of 540 and his actual single only had an expected batting average of 370 and so really you know the 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 main problem is that they he's still basically we're looking for that ideal launch angle uh but i'll take hard ground outs over pop-ups any day you know and it seems and we've said this a lot and it kind of is indicative of how Cody's season is going that we we have to pick up on these little things, uh, like, hey, he went one for four, he raises his batting average. He hit the ball hard. But, you know, I do think they are indicative of progress. And and so if he can continue to make progress, we've all we said, you know, and, and Oral kinda hinted at this during the during the game on the broadcast. He basically It's a lost season for Cody already, no matter what happens in the next month, Cody's overall season stats are going to be ugly, it's gonna, you're gonna look at the back of his baseball cards in 20 years and say, man, Cody sucked in 2021, huh? And you know, there's nothing you can do about that. But what he can do is help the Dodgers win the division and then help the Dodgers win the World Series again. And uh, I think that's probably his mindset right now. I hope it is because, you know, if you go in there trying to raise your batting average from 170 to 310, uh, you can't do that in one at bat. But you can get a big hit like you did today. He got A.J. Paulkin to, to, to third base so that he could score on Taylor sack fly. That was huge. That was literally like a key moment in the game, and that's what we need Cody to do to recognize. I can have these key moments even though uh, at the end of the season it's going to look like I sucked this year because I, I did for a long time, but I can still have key moments. I can still help the team win.
1: Yeah, it's all about what moving forward from now on. Very similar to last year, like I said, and very similar to Max Muncy last year, too, where both had kind of bad seasons, ended up helping out the Dodgers winning World Series. So at the end of the day, that's what we're going to remember more than what his stats were this year. At, on that sack fly, when, when Taylor scored, it was pretty funny that Chuck Peterson ran in front of a guy with a better arm in order to help the Dodgers, I guess, because Solaire might have had a chance of throwing out. He wasn't in good position, but he might have had a better chance of throwing out Pollock than Jock Peterson did.
0: Yeah, he he might have, and you know, that's Jock's ball as the center fielder, uh, and and for me, it seemed like, I mean, Jock was calling it all the way, it seemed like Solaire was kind of being obstinate about it, like kind of making that point you're making, hey, I have the better arm, let me catch this, let me catch this. Uh, I don't think either of them would have actually thrown Pollock out, um, and it but it did help in favor. I think part of the reason Jock kind of double-clutched a little bit after he caught it is because Soler was so close to him. And so, you know, at some point you have to respect the fact that I'm the right fielder and the other guy's the center fielder. And so if he calls it, it's his ball, whether I think it's the right decision or not, you know, unless you're Joe Ferguson in right field. Uh, I think we've shared that video. Maybe that was on our old podcast. Uh, if you guys, if you're not old enough to remember that, just Google Joe Ferguson uh, – I bet if you just Google Joe Ferguson throw, uh, you'll see it. Uh, he was playing for the Dodgers, playing right field, and he came over, ran all the way to center field, and stole a ball from the center fielder and then threw the guy out at home because he knew he had a better arm than whoever was in center field. I can't remember if it was Jim Wynn or uh, – anyway. Uh, yeah, so other than that situation, you know, it, it's Jock's ball, and he called for it. All
1: we're right, going to come back and talk a little bit about Mookie Betts, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We host rooms every week for Locked On Dodgers, and you can join us this Thursday to get in on the action and join in on the conversation listened to here every day. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room that are there for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join us this week on Thursday during the day or late morning slash early afternoon. We'll be on there. So go download the Green Room app right now. Currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the groups. Uh, follow Snydog to know when our room goes live. We can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Dodgers. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Jeff, so we're back. And Mookie Betts homered once again last night after homering on his bobblehead. A night on Monday, he made a nice catch in right field that potentially robbed a home run. Um, Wasn't a leaping catch, but it was by the short fence. And then he had a mad dash of sorts, scoring on the double that Corey Seager hit in the gap in the eighth inning, scoring from first base, sliding into home and giving the Dodgers the lead late in that game. All with a smile on his face, without without any wincing that I could see. And it looks like Mookie Betts might finally be healthy, and this uh, might be really good for the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, it really might be. You know, I just had a T-shirt idea. Somebody had to take the uh, the movie poster from the full Monty and make a shirt that, uh, that says the full Mookie and have a picture of him running and him catching and him hitting uh, because that's what we got on on Tuesday night was the full Mookie experience where he, you know, hit the home run, ran the bases, played the defense that was 2020 Mookie that was Mookie at his best and and watching him my favorite part was watching him score on on Corey's hit you know the great jump he got you know knowing right off the bat his his, you know that it's it's going to the gap and so there was no okay let me just make sure this is getting down before I run he was off on the crack of the bat and uh, running around the bases sliding in easily uh, and like you said with a smile on his face it was the full Mookie experience and it's the kind of thing that it I had almost forgotten what it was like. Like, you you kind of start to think, okay, was Mookie really that good last year? Like, I I remember loving Mookie and remember thinking how great he was, but, like, he's been struggling so much this year health-wise that it's like, you know, he hasn't been as dynamic in the field. He hasn't been as dynamic on the bases, all that. There's been times when he's been dynamic at the plate, but not all the time. And, and you start to think, was that just a dream? you know? And then you have a game like this, like, no, it wasn't a dream. This is Mookie. This is what Mookie's like when he's healthy. And you just cross your fingers and pray that he can stay healthy and, and keep doing that for another you know, 11 years or whatever it is.
1: Great to see, obviously. And for the Dodgers, it, it's just a really big benefit, really big added bonus. He, he had come back and was seemingly a little bit more healthy a month or, or a month and a half ago. He had that big offensive outburst for a week, and then he ended up getting hurt again. Uh, so if you go over like just his last 30 games, which is not the last 30 days, uh, but he is hitting 327 with an OPS over 1,000, 10 home runs, 18 RBIs, 15 walks, 29 runs scored. I mean, that's the Mookie that you are paying to be here for 12 years. That's the Mookie that, you know, we are going to know and grow and love his OPS on the whole seasons up to 898. I mean, he's got 19 home runs. He's he scored 72 runs in 93 games. I mean, he's still that guy overall is the first time we've really kind of seen him healthy uh, to the point where we see the, the smiling and, and fun and great Mookie bets. Not that he wasn't doing, you know, smiling and all that earlier, but you could just tell it's a little bit different now. Full Mookie experience. He looks really good and it's just a matter of please let this last for the next two months.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing, other than Mookie, was Kenley Jensen. Kenley Jansen came in, uh, didn't throw yesterday because he threw back to back days over the weekend. Came in, shut things down pretty easily there in the ninth inning. He had a really good pitch mix last night. I, I really liked the way he attacked. He used the slider, used the used the cutter, used um, the whatever two seam or whatever the other pitch he has, and it was a nice mix. He had he had the Braves really tied up and uh, made it clean, nice inning.
0: Yeah, Austin Riley can be a scary guy in that situation. You know, he hit the ball 112 miles an hour off Walker Buehler in that game. You know, He can hit the ball hard, and with him leading off, sometimes you don't know what you're getting from Kenley until a few pitches into the outing, and so I was a little bit nervous. And then you know, he got a weak little pop-up from Riley, and when you can make a, a hitter that good, hit the ball that weakly, that's a really good sign. And then when you make two other good hitters, Darno and Swanson, just not hit the ball at all, that's an even better sign, you know? Get those strikeouts get to 10 strikeouts for the jumbo jacks and uh You know, every time it's kind of like, uh, remember a few weeks ago, there was that baseball broadcast that was all women doing the broadcast. I know Alana was involved and, and everybody's saying, I can't wait till this, this is so non-notable that we don't have to mention it. That's kind of how I feel every time Kenley has a great appearance. Like, you know, one of these days, Kenley's going to be dominant and we're not even going to mention it on the podcast, you know, but, uh, right now we're still at that point where like, you know what, we got to mention this because Kenley looked really, really good.
1: Uh, one note for the game on Wednesday, with Trinan and Jansen both pitching three of the last four days. They will not be available for the game on Wednesday, but the Dodgers do send Max Scherzer to the mound, having already won the series and going for the sweep, and that's really all you can really ask for these days for the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, what a luxury to, like you said, the series has already won, and by the way, Braves, now you have to face Max Scherzer, and you know the, the Braves are sending out Max Fried, who's a really good pitcher. He's a good left-handed pitcher. The Dodgers sometimes struggle, although... You know, the Trey Turner version of the Dodgers uh, hasn't... The Dodgers haven't faced a ton of lefties since Trey Turner came around. You know, with Mookie being healthy, Muncy being healthy, you know, Seager being healthy, there are plenty of guys who can hit lefties. uh, So hopefully it won't be an issue and they can get taken care of. But uh, the other thing is, the only guy... Because Bueller went seven innings, it was just Trinan and Jansen, which means everybody else in the bullpen is available and there's some good pitchers Alex Vesea, Phil Bickford, you know, there, there's plenty of guys. If, if Scherzer can go six or seven innings, then, you know, no worries at all. The only, the only worry when you've got two key relievers unavailable is if Scherzer somehow lays an egg and, you know, only goes three or four innings, but, uh, I, I don't think that's super likely with Max Scherzer. Knock on wood. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Dodgers have plenty of juice in the bullpen to to get the job done, regardless of of whether Kenley and Tranan are available.
1: Especially with the off day on Thursday, even if the worst happened to Max, Scherzer, they'd have enough guys to get through it and go through it. I guess the other thing we, we didn't talk about beforehand, and maybe we can get into it real quick right now, is that the, the kind of the question that happened because the Dodgers ended up. They could have used Julio Sunday, Bueller on Monday, Scherzer on Tuesday to have those three ready for the, the Giants series. Now they'll just have Julio and Bueller, not Scherzer facing the Giants. Did you see any issue with that? Or do you think the, the having the rest day is more important than having them face the Giants or Scherzer face the Giants specifically?
0: Yeah, I understand why people are upset about it. But uh, yeah, I, I do get it because right now the Dodgers – they only have three starting pitchers. You know, you have David Price and Mitch White and Andre Jackson and stuff who are all, you know, pretending to be starting pitchers, but you have three starting pitchers you can rely on. And, you know, you're going to need at least three starting pitchers in the postseason. Like I said yesterday, we don't really know what we're going to get from Clayton Kershaw for the postseason. Don't want to know what we're going to get from Tony Gonsolin. And so it's really, really important to keep Bueller and Scherzer and Julio healthy. And uh, with Julio, the innings, you know, already throwing so many innings. Obviously, it makes sense for him to have the extra day whenever possible. And Scherzer is not a spring chicken, and Bueller has thrown a ton of innings too because he is so reliable going six or seven innings every time. And so, uh, yeah, for me, it makes a ton of sense to get that extra day whenever you can. And and like I said on on Twitter, you know, and we'll probably talk more about it in the next segment, I don't think the Dodgers should be like lining things up for the Giants series because the Dodgers just need to take care of business. And you know, the Dodgers I think are a better team than the giants. And if the Dodgers take care of their business over the next month or so, uh, they're going to be fine and they don't necessarily need to line, you know, move things around or do things differently. It wouldn't be moving things around. It would actually be not moving things around, but don't need to alter your plan just to, to make sure the right guys face the giants because, uh, a game's a game
1: could agree with that there if they hadn't done it before in other seasons and earlier in the season. So I think it's just a matter of, at this point, the health and and making sure the guys are rested is more important. But they've definitely moved their rotation around before for other matchups
0: they absolutely have most of those years they didn't end up winning the world series either, you know? And so maybe this is growth of, you know, okay, we need our guys to not run out of gas in October. We want them to be, you know, Dave Roberts, I think over the years has kind of adjusted his mentality for, you know, the whole long season playing for the postseason kind of thing. And I think that's what we're seeing here.
1: All right. We're going to come back and just talk about kind of the rest of the season and a little bit more on scoreboard watching. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. We've told you that plenty of times. If you haven't tried it yet, honestly, you really don't know what you're waiting for. But guess what? Built Bar has a bunch of different flavors. If you like chocolate, that's kind of the first requirement for Built Bars. But beyond that, there's a bunch of different flavors that you can try out. From peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia. They are all pretty good, but obviously everyone has their preferences. You can get a mix box at Built.com and you can try them all. See which one's your favorite. See which ones you want to move forward with as your favorite Built Bars. And they are not only great tasting, but they're also healthy. You can check out the macros at Built.com. Everything's good for whatever diet or whatever you're trying to do in life. Built Bars are there for you. So go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. That sounds like a normal Tuesday night for me. Well, I want you to know about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Jeff. So the Dodgers are half game back. We are a lot of people have been scoreboard watching here in the last few weeks. Anytime the Giants lose, you can see the timeline and know that the Giants lost. Dave Roberts mentioned that he said it before that, the, you know, they're not they They look at the scoreboard, but they're not necessarily scoreboard watching. Uh, they believe that that. They can still win and we're focused on themselves. Uh, He said that he really believes our best baseball is still ahead of us. We'll get into that talk. And then Corey Seager kind of mentioned the same thing where he's not really paying attention to what the Giants do. The Dodgers are just trying to win games, win series, and kind of let the chips fall as they may. And if they take care of business, then it should be fine. This is something that I know you've been preaching and just kind of the, the way things are going. But... It's a lot different when you control your own destiny than not. They are now fully in control of their own destiny. And now all these things sound a little better than they did maybe a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah. And and for me, uh, you know, I know, I know, I I think you and I probably see the controlling your own destiny thing a little bit differently. For me, that only matters the last couple weeks of the season uh, because there's still just so much baseball to play, you know, and and now I, I know. Everybody says what, what Seager said. He said, we're just trying to play good baseball right now. We're not really worried about that, meaning the Giants. We're just trying to win games, win series, and let the chips fall. And uh, especially now where they're you know, a half a game back, essentially, you know, they're they're tied. You know, they have, what, the same number of wins, but the Dodgers have one more loss. Uh, you know, it, it's essentially a tie, worst-case scenario. You know, ho- hopefully, they'll be in first place by the time they meet this weekend. Um, but, you know, It's absolutely the right approach for a player to have, you know, if the Dodgers go out and play their best baseball, they're, they're going to win the division. And it's, it's not even going to be stressful in the last weekend. Like the Dodgers, if the Dodgers play their best baseball, I think they'll win this, the division by three or four games. And uh, that last series against the the Brewers won't even really matter. Uh, And, but as fans, yeah, we're we're definitely scoreboard watching, you know, because because we're kind of keeping keep an eye on this. And it's it's fun. You know, we're, we've we been rooting for Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. And chances are we're going to hate those guys in a month when we have to face them in the postseason, you know. But right now it's like, yeah, go out and smack those Giants around. And, you know, I, I would love it to, for the Giants to end up demoralized, you know, and, and let this put them into a, a tailspin a little bit. Uh, but you know, all in all, that's something for fans to do, and the players just need to go out and play their best baseball. and And I think you know, for the most part, I've talked before about how one of the things that sets uh, sets professional athletes apart from people like us who just talk about professional athletes is that that mental game, you know. And you know, it's why I don't care about the wave because if you're the kind of person who get get distracted by the wave you're the kind of person who doesn't make it to the major leagues. You know, if you're the kind of person who gets stressed out because you're in second place, you're not mentally tough enough. You're not going to make it to the major leagues. You're going to fall off in little league or high school or college or the minors or whatever. you know, the, the people who've made it to the big leagues, part of the reason they have done that is because they can focus, they can tune things out and they can just play baseball regardless of what else is going on in the world. And, uh, and obviously with, with, you know, they're, they're not robots. They, they're real people, but a lot more than people like you and me can. And, uh, I think sometimes we project our own weaknesses onto them, but, uh, but I do love that they can just focus and say, you know what, we're just going to win games. And we trust that at the end of the, at the end of the day, the giants will be behind us in the standings.
1: Yeah. And but I mean it is a lot easier to say that when now you're you're half the game back. If the Dodgers were let's say five games back, then it's not necessarily them playing their best baseball. They could play their best baseball, they could go twenty five and five. But if the Giants go, you know, don't lose more than whatever, six games then, than the Dodgers, then uh, they're still in first place. So it's a lot easier that they've been playing their best base or not. The best baseball of the season so far this last month they went what 21 and 6 in the month of august i believe or something like that they've won 19 and 4 in their last 23 so it's a lot easier to say that because of the way they've been playing which is a good sign and then on the day roberts point of their best baseball ahead of us i mean that's honestly we haven't seen this team kind of rolling on all cylinders the entire season earlier in the year when they got off to the hot start it was some good hitting some good starting pitching and The bullpen didn't really make too much of a difference. We saw the bullpen and pitching kind of carry them there for a while. Right now we're in a spot where it's kind of picking and choosing. You know, the bullpen and pitching are good one day. The hitting's maybe not that great, but they do enough to win. Or there's some days where the hitting just comes out and and, barrels over the, the opposition. And the pitching just has to hold on and make sure everything's working. So it's a matter of we haven't seen the all cylinders. We haven't really seen health the whole year. They lost... But Bellinger in the second series of the season, they've had different guys in and out the whole time. And they're still not fully healthy now and probably won't be fully healthy until the middle of September if all things go right and everybody else stays healthy. So that's the exciting part to think about is getting Kershaw back, getting Gonslam back, getting Danny Duffy there in the middle of September, who is not hasn't thrown yet and might not throw a bullpen for another couple weeks. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, just real quick updates. Clayton Kershaw is supposed to throw two innings this weekend. Tony Gonsland is supposed to throw three innings this weekend. Not sure if rehab assignment or sim game. So all these guys getting back to health. Mookie looks healthy. Everyone else looks healthy now. If we can just get you know Muncie and Taylor and Turner get back going in the offense to, to match with what Trey Turner has been doing and Mookie Betts has been doing, that's where it starts to look really fun here this last month of the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're definitely right about, you know, it's easier to say as long as you take care of business when you're only half a game back. Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was confident the Dodgers were a better team than the Giants. But if they're five games back, it's like, well, am I confident that they're more than five games better over the course of six or seven weeks I think so, but I don't know. But now, am I confident they're more than a half a game better over the last 30 games? Yeah, absolutely. I really, really am. And, you know, they still have to go out and do it on the field. And the best team doesn't always win. Uh, but I, I'm feeling pretty good right now about that. And, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of what it boils down to for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. The The fact of the matter is, we, and we said it the whole time, is that the Dodgers are the better team on paper. They should do what they've been doing. Uh, but it's a matter of going out and doing it they went out and swept the Padres even with the Padres struggling at the time they went out and swept a team that kind of played very well against them early in the season now they have the chance this weekend last three with the Giants you know taking two out of three is not needed to win the division but it's kind of one of those make a statement show that you know you're for real and you're going to go out and kind of dominate the rest of the way and, and take a mo- take over first place and stay there so uh, I'm excited to see how everything goes and, and like I said. Excited to see some these guys get healthy back and the offense to kind of figure things out more so than they have the the last few weeks.
0: Yep, absolutely. And the Dodgers have now won seven straight one run games. They're almost up to five hundred in one run games. They're twenty and twenty one now.
1: Yeah, seven straight one run games, three straight extra inning games, all that stuff that we talked about earlier in the season of of things starting to even out. <laughs> They're finally starting to even out. I don't think. I hope that they don't make their extra innings record that close to 500 because i hope they don't play any more extra inning games uh but the fact of the matter is that they've won the last three so that's a good sign too yep all right jeff uh you got anything else before we head out uh
0: no i'm excited to be back at dodger stadium tonight before i drive back home to utah tomorrow i i love dodger stadium and i i don't know when i'll be back i might not be back till the postseason after this so uh, i am looking forward to tonight
1: yeah, Corey Seager bobblehead, if you're not going. It's one of the better bobbleheads I've seen in a while, obviously because he's holding a World Series trophy. But uh, go out and get it if you if you haven't already got tickets. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe or follow Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcast. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, people, Dodger fans in your life uh, that there's a podcast for them and they can go out and listen to it. And we're here every Monday through Friday for them. We are on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. DMs are open on those accounts. DMs are also open for Jeff on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. You can get a hold of us through there. You can get a hold of us through phone for voicemail or text at 323-863-LOCK or email LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Take smart device play podcast, locked on Dodgers, And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.
0: We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.